Welcome to the first season of the Berkshire Entrepreneur Podcast, where we are interviewing local entrepreneurs about how they can create a great life or how you can create a great life in business in the Berkshires. So we're here with Taylor of Berkshire Family Hikes today, and just wanted to get a little bit more about Berkshire. What is Berkshire Family Hikes and uh, how you got started? Yeah. Um, so Berkshire Family Hikes is an organization, a community organization that's on a mission to inspire families locally to get outdoors in the Berkshires, but also beyond the Berkshires. We just really got started kind of as an own, our own personal project as a family. We tried to make a commitment to get outside once a week, every week, and to hold ourselves accountable. I started to blog about it. And it kind of all snowballed from there. Um, I started to put those blog posts into family-focused trail reviews. And that's kind of what's on the blog now. Um, and then kind of developed an Instagram that with the same mission, same message. And it was really inspiring. Um, I think when the pandemic hit, we really like were a resource for people. And that was a turning point in the business. Whereas I know for a lot of small businesses or just businesses in general, that pandemic had the opposite effect. Um, but the outdoors was the only thing open. So <laughs> we really like found our groove. Um, and that was the moment that it clicked like that this could be a real business uh, for me. So yeah, it started That's as awesome. kind of like a personal family commitment. And then it, was it developed into more of like a passion project, but business opportunity. That's a great like, combination. I think yeah. as entrepreneurs, if we can create a space where we can have our passion that overlaps with how we actually serve the community, yeah. that's the that's where the magic is. It, is. Um, it really is. You don't feel like you can work. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's always going to be things that you don't want to do. You got to... Yes file taxes, you have to do admin work. It's not all, you know, joyful experiences, no. but um, yeah, having that alignment uh, again of like purpose, passion, and being able to actually make money is like, is a beautiful thing. We're still working on that third part, but you know, I will say just to the motivation is there to continue to push and push and push to find those monetary zones. And that's, you know, there's no giving up on those because of how much you believe in something that you're doing. So it, that does yeah. make it easier to put in the hard work, even though the financial isn't, isn't quite where you want it to be yet. But yeah, the, I was talking with um, Caitlin Pierce earlier uh, yesterday about kind of the entrepreneurial roller coaster and how like there's so many things that come up that you don't expect to happen. I mean, COVID is a great example where we had to close down a podcast studio that we had just signed a lease on and we no one came in for six or seven months and we completely had to change our business model, focus on completely different things. It was wild. Um, talk to me a little bit about um, kind of the transformation that you've seen in some of the people that have gone on the hikes with you, as well as your own family, like why nature hikes and why was that such a big shift for you and some of the people that you've worked with? So I think, um, mentally as a parent and just even physically, emotionally, all of the things, um, 
it can be really, really draining. And you kind of get caught in this like hamster wheel of the same things every day, just trying to make it to, you know, dinner and school pickups and sports and everything. And it um, it can be a habit or just a, a cycle that you kind of like miss the connections with your family or you miss the connections with your kids. And I think being in a space like the outdoors opens this void of of things. There's no screens, there's no um, distractions, and there's just you and your family and, and, you know, all of these things that are still engaging. I mean, there's still curiosity and beautiful sights and sounds and everything. You know, it's a huge sensory place to be in, but the distraction is missing. So you have an opportunity to connect and find curiosity with your family um, and that was something that was such a huge gift to me and and my kids. And it, it slowed everything down. Um, and it gave us like really incredible time together. It's not always the best time in the world. Um, and my kids nowadays, you know, getting them out there is the hardest thing. They resist that. But I think um, one of the things that's really hard for parents right now is finding moments of no screens, no screen time, right? Or your kids wanting to be playing um, video games or whatever. But then also finding those like unscheduled times. So like not sports or not lessons or those times when there's no responsibility and it's just you and your and your kids or you and your friends or you and your family. Those are really few and far between moments. And I think people that I've talked to that who make those make that time for themselves, it's really a huge boon to their moods and connections and um, relationships, all of those things, stress level, mental health. um, It just is the gift that (laughs) was there all along, you know, and is still there and hopefully will still be there if we are all good stewards of the environment. But um, yeah, yeah it, it's really just a landing zone for so much. <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, you said kind of cultivating curiosity with your family. I think that's such a yeah. powerful, I mean, it's a personal motivator for me. So much of what I do is driven by my own kind of curiosity. And if that can be highlighted or encouraged in a nature setting, um, yeah, I think there's so much to gain from that and reconnection with not only your family, but the environment and how deeply intertwined it is with us as people and how important it is to be able to <laughs> not be connected to Zoom all the time. Um, and there's benefits to it. And, and that's the other thing is you can take it a million different ways. And that's the beauty of nature, right? You know, if you are out with your family or, or your son or something and He's interested in finding out a different, um, different names of different plants. There's apps for that, but it's a different way to connect to something that also integrates education and all of those great things. Um, it doesn't have to be just one-sided. There's a million ways to connect to nature, and that's what's so cool. Is you're gonna find something that grabs your attention or piques your interest because it's endless. It's, it's, there's just so many possibilities. (laughs) Yeah. 
So focusing on the entrepreneurial side for yeah. for a second, um, let's. So this group and kind of the Berkshires in general has a lot of amazing entrepreneurs at various stages, um, from large companies to a ton of growth in. Um, kind of startup environments with support from companies like E4All and One Berkshire. And I think you went through the E4All um, program. I did. I did a shorter um, accelerated program. I think that was actually all on, it was all virtual during like the pandemic, like right after it was like a pivot. I believe it was like the Yeah, the Berkshire online business accelerator that uh, my company reset and yeah, you for all partnered with do. That's where we first um, met. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur and what you would recommend for people that are, you know, a, a year behind your, you in your process and just getting their business started and the importance of connecting with community members and, and things like that. That's the hugest thing, I think is not being afraid. You know, I, I I tend to be somebody who feels like, who want, not feels like, but wants to do it all myself. And, and I can get very tunnel vision where I have an idea or a picture of what I want something to be, whether or not I know how to do it, right? Like, I don't, I don't have a business degree. I don't have, um, a, a marketing degree. I don't have many of the hats that you need as a business owner. And I think that not being afraid to use resources is like a huge, um, was a huge learning point for me because I wanted to do it all and I had no idea how to do most of it. So I, a program like E4All um, was so beneficial because it connected a lot of the dots that I would have never been able to do on my own. Um, but not being afraid to do that and to put yourself out there, even if it's just like an idea, someone's going to tell you or help you with some advice of whether or not that's a viable idea or maybe you could do this differently. Um, that program was incredible. I did another program um, with one Berkshire, but with, that was also with the, is it the SBC? See, I always... The Small business... Um association uh, yeah it's like but it's it's the south berkshire one so it's um sbc scc i believe uh i'm sorry robin heffland i'm i messed up the acronym but she uh from robin's candy it has also been a, a incredible mentor and business coach and um i think doing those things with other people even if you wind up going a different route in the end, but having like um, a second opinion or a different perspective is invaluable, <laughs> invaluable mm -hmm. to what, because you get so bogged down in it and you see it every day, there's no way to hit a refresh button in your own head. And other people look at it and and can see things from different angles that you never would have noticed. So um, not to mention you, a lot of the people turn into friends and or connections in other ways that you end up like crossing paths and stuff. So it I think what's been unique about the Berkshires and maybe it's not unique here. I've never lived anywhere else. So 
um, I, I couldn't say that, but um, is how dense of a community it is that are entrepreneurs and small business owners. And it's just like this beautiful spider web of people helping other people and, and paths start to crisscross. And um, yeah, don't be, don't be afraid to use what you got. I love that. Yeah. I think I know for, for me in particular, and I'm sure a lot of people share this uh, as a, the entrepreneurial experience or, or anything in life. Um, we were talking earlier about kind of just taking the leap and doing things that can scare you and how much growth is in that space. Um, and if you've got an idea that's inside of you, just go for it sometimes. Like it doesn't mean quit your job and sell your house to pay for it, but <laughs> you can go small, small goals are yeah. good. You know, I, for example, um, I always wanted to like, part of what we do with Berkshire Family Hikes is writing and some of it's out on the, you know, outdoors hiking and stuff. And I love the writing portion of it probably the most. Um, I do love being outside and hiking, but um, I always, when I was a kid, wanted to be a writer and stuff. And um, I had um, a friend of my family reach out to Berkshire Magazine and pitch um, that I would write an article for them. And I was like, why would you do that? That's awful. Like, I am not a writer, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was, and I just expected it to go to a junk mail folder and and never, you know, so I kind of put that on the shelf. But um, I, surprisingly, I received a response back and um, I just had, I think, my seventh article uh, in the last, in wow. the newest issue of Berkshire Magazine. And my byline says, a regular writer of Berkshire Magazine. So, uh -huh. congratulations. Ever, and this was, I mean, that's, I, I'm still like absorbing that because that was a dream that I was like, that's, I'm not a writer. I didn't go to, um, I didn't get my English degree or anything like that. I didn't go to school for creative writing. Um, I just, I enjoy it. And that was, okay. so you just never know. That's a very small dream, but. It's a cool one. Yeah. yeah it's a very cool one. So, um, but it's kind of unrelated to this business in, in some sense of it. So you just, you got to follow all, all of those little nuggets and, and see what, see what happens. Yeah. And, what that so that inspires uh, a question that I would have, and then we'll do one last question. Um, okay. So, I think there's an intimate connection between creativity and nature, and being talking about writing and how that is also a part of you. I'd love to hear your perspective on, um, yeah, the the mix between creativity and being in nature. Oh, that's a heavy one for me. I, I not heavy in the in um in the sense that it's depressing or anything, but I just it is so nuanced. I think you are absolutely right. And every time I'm outside, I find something that inspires me or answers a question. Um I, so Charles Darwin, uh, when he was, you know, writing books and researching and all of that, he had a sand 
sand path that was a circular sand path um, outdoors in his, I believe he had many acres uh, wherever he was located. And in order to, you know, ruminate on a problem or solve a problem, he would fill a pocket up with pebbles and he would walk that circular path over and over again. And each turn, when he got to a certain point, he would drop a pebble. And so when he finally like either solved an issue or was inspired or had a question answered, he counted up the pebbles left in his pocket and he would call, oh, that problem was a, a 10 pebble problem or whatever. So he, that's super cool. And I, and I think the outdoors just offers a place where you're alone with your thoughts and it can be meditative. Um, walking on its own is meditative or finding a spot, you know, people call those sit spots where you're kind of just, um, sitting and, and, and letting nature kind of like overwhelm your senses. Um, so you can kind of check back in with your body and your mind. Um, so yeah, I think whatever way you feel good in nature connection, that's going to be the way that you find inspiration. But mm -hmm. I don't think there's one right way or right one wrong way. I've found joy and inspiration walking or sitting or um, looking at insects is one of my favorite mm -hmm. things to do. And I find that really inspiring because I feel very um, small when I do that in comparison. I feel like very insignificant. Um, and I think that's a good feeling to have sometimes. It's humbling. Um, but yeah, there's just so many ways to feel um that inspiration from that i i love thinking about when we're on a path or a trail who walked there before me what their stories were um all of the history that so many of these lands around here hold from the indigenous like the stockbridge muncie mohican nation um that inhabited these lands first all the way up to present day and who, who was here? It's just, there's too, there's a lot, a lot to think about when you're outdoors. And maybe that seems overwhelming, but in some ways it's, um, solidifying. I don't know. The, it gives you a sense of, um, calm, I guess, mm -hmm. or me, maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think uh, certainly <laughs> I can agree with that. So I can't speak for anybody else either, but I can, sh I definitely share that experience with you. I, I try to go on a couple of walks a day just to, you know, I'm on the computer and zoom literally, you know, sometimes 12 hours a day. And I try to get a couple 20 minute walks in just around my neighborhood. And mm -hmm. um, it makes a huge difference for peace of mind and just listening to the birds, even if it's winter or it's snowing like i'm i'm walking winter's tough, winter's tough but <laughs> once you learn to appreciate it or dress for it it makes it easier mm -hmm. <laughs> it's definitely a skill yeah oh it's the worst part but once you're warm you don't mind it as much no and a nice hot shower after is nice yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> so last question and this is going to be framed in a way of like, if people only had one hour ish to get started with, you know, they don't have a habit of going outside yet, um, but they really want to, you know, start building that habit. If they had an hour, not including travel time, because the Berkshires can be a, um, 
you know, a little bit different than that. What would mm-hmm. your suggestion be for how to get um, people's family involved and how to start getting into building the habit of being in nature more? Um, I would say use what's around you. So whatever you have, nature is everywhere. So you don't have to go to some special mountain or some amazing vista to experience nature. Um, Use what you got. There are, you know, we're lucky that we have so many choices um, and so many great trails, but a backyard is terrific. If you've ever, I just was doing this, if you've ever laid down on your stomach or on your back in your own backyard or in a public park, um, it doesn't have to be luxurious or central park or anything like that four by four patch of grass will do um the perspective change is really profound you know there's so much that goes unnoticed really in that microcosm of like the grass especially right now it's so cool because everything's um fresh and new and just growing and then if you're flipped over on your back and you're looking at the skies um my kids and i call that a sky swim But, you know, you did it as a kid when you looked up and you found shapes in the clouds um, and you can just lay back and look up. And I think as grownups, like we don't do that. We don't. We think that's a silly thing to do. Um, But it's it's certainly like a cool perspective. Um, And you just kind of let nature wash over you. Uh, So those two things I would recommend as a as a way to start but also just taking a walk in your neighborhood. If you want to walk around your neighborhood, take a walk around, see what is going on. Um, Notice some things that you may never have noticed before. Uh, Take a street that you've never been down before. But urban urban hikes count too. It's not just, Mm. you know, a walk in the woods. There's plenty to see. Um, We went to D.C., Washington, D.C. last year, um, right around this time in April. And I was so blown away by how beautiful uh, the city is in in the spring. It was incredible. I'd never seen landscaping like that or just um, small little pockets of garden and trees and stuff. So, yeah, it, it's nature is everywhere. Don't be afraid to find it right out your back door. But, I love that. It's a perfect answer and a perfect way to, to end um, I just started another podcast for myself actually called Unusual Perspectives. And I think like okay. that would have been a perfect other answer to that. Like That's really intriguing. I like that. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, have to send you more information and, and uh, yeah, that would be a, a lot of fun to have you on that one too, because it's a little bit different or oriented, but um, I think you, you nailed exactly with the essence of what that is talking okay. about. It was like, looking at something from a perspective that is unusually brought up and thought about in society. It is. Uh, and I think one of the things is follow your kids lead a lot of times. Like that's another one is, you know, their that. perspectives are so much different than ours. And <laughs> my kids always are showing me things that I overlooked or missed. Um, and what they find interesting is probably not what you're going to find interesting until you listen and get down on their level and, and see what they have to say. So follow their lead. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for the time today. How can people get connected with you and 
find more about Berkshire Family Hikes? We are online at BerkshireFamilyHikes.com. We're also on Instagram at Berkshire Family Hikes and Facebook. So and find us on all the internets. And Perfect. <laughs> just go looking through the woods. Just they'll they'll, right. they'll run into you eventually, <laughs> right? Yeah, out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much again, thank and so much. we this was look great. forward to uh, hosting this and everything.